you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist. So please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health assistance or therapy you feel you may be needing. If you're listening to this introduction, we have officially entered season two of Still I Rise. I'm very excited to talk to you guys more about this journey because it's officially been a year since I've started my journey as a survivor of narcissistic abuse and dealing with somebody who was addicted to methamphetamines. And uh, if you are a new listener to this podcast, I welcome you with open arms. However, if your journey is still fresh, I strongly recommend that you listen to season one of Still I Rise, the earlier episodes, as I feel that it might be more helpful to your situation. As I continue on with season two, I'm very excited to be sharing with you guys upcoming projects and some of, you know, the updated stories that have been going on afterwards. As I know that I have been missing in action for a few months, I'm excited to share with you guys some of the stories that went on. And I do continue to hope that this will help. So thanks again for listening. I look forward to this brand new journey with you all. Hello and good evening. It's 11 o'clock at night and it is October 10th, 2019. There's quite a few exciting things that I would love to share with you guys this evening. And um, I'm very, very happy to be able to share them with you. There's been some good things to share. And, you know, unfortunately, of course, we have to have the balance. So there's a few bad things. So let's get a quick word from our sponsors and I will be right back. So welcome back. I have to say that, you know... I've been able to get some rest for the last two days. I've taken a few days off because I've been concentrating on my business. And um, we had this wonderful ribbon cutting ceremony. And I just felt awesome about it. And, uh, you know, I took time off of my 9 to 5. So it was great. But I want to take a moment to say thank you to all my loyal listeners. And, you know, for those of you that have been with me for the past year. When I started this podcast, thank you so much. You guys mean so much to me. And for those that are going going through similar situations, you know, I hope that you're able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that my stories, even the bad ones, you know, will serve as an inspiration to you guys or somehow it'll help you. But, you know, with that being said, I feel as if I haven't been able to, um, and, you know, maybe... There's a reason for that, but um, I feel like I haven't been able to, you know, connect with some of you as I have before. So, you know, please um, do so. I mean, not only will it help you, but, you know, it helps me as well. I, you know, um, so for those of you that, you know, would like to send me an email, please email me at stillirise.com. Cherry Go Lightly, it's one word, so it's C-H-E-R-R-Y-G-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, you know, please let me know if there's anything that you would like to know. I'm thinking about doing a, maybe a Q&A and my, um, you know, on my, uh, on my Instagram, maybe doing a live feed and just having a Q&A and, um, you know, just talking about some things, you know, um, I will have to say that there's a lot more things that are coming out as far as like, you know, the narcissistic abuse. Um, but before I get to that, I want to share with you guys the good news that's been happening. 
Um, the good thing is, as I had mentioned, I've been focused on my business. I've been really trying to grow, you know, our campaign out here. I'm still very passionate about financial literacy. Uh, for me, it's very crucial. Having financial education is very crucial because being a single mom, it is just, you know, your finances are like, they say money is not that important, but let's just say it's as important as air. Um, you need it to live. Let's be honest. And you know, when you're a single mom and you're struggling, it's like you really need to learn um, how to manage your money to invest in the future because the future is going to come whether you're ready for it or not. And um, you know, I, I'm very passionate about it because I am currently going through it. And it's like, um, even though I know the basic fundamentals, I find myself having some struggles but luckily, it's like, you know, I have a GPS, which is the education, and I'm able to nav- navigate, excuse me, my way out of these situations. So with that being said, it's like, um, I'm very happy because like my team and I, and I love my team. I truly do. They've been so helpful. They've been like my own family, and they have been really keeping me focused and keeping me positive. And, you know, I believe things happen for a reason. And that's why it's like I've come across these lovely individuals who have been keeping me sane and, you know, giving me something to look forward to, you know. My kids do that as well. But, you know, it's like having to work on something productive, you know, and having some kind of roadmap, it it helps out tremendously. So, you know, um, let me continue. Actually, I do apologize for the background noise. Um, right now, I have both my boys with me, and I'll explain why later. And my oldest is trying to diffuse right now and listening to some YouTube. But um, so for the past few weeks we as in me and my team have been really planning out all these different events because we're trying to get our name out here in the Riverside County Um, as far as financial literacy it's a fabulous campaign it's very powerful and not many people are familiar with financial education some feel that they are some feel that they don't know enough and you know what we are here to basically fill in the gaps and we're so so elated to do so but um You know, I had mentioned before that I had joined the Chamber of Commerce out here in Corona. And let me tell you, the Corona Chamber of Commerce, they are such lovely people. I adore them so much. And then I'm also affiliated with the ABAIE, which is known as the Asian Business Association of the Inland Empire. Oh my God, these people are so awesome. So we've had two events. First, we had a mixer with the ABAIE, which was a complete success, totally loved it. And then also, finally, after joining the chamber in, I believe it was June, I was about to say April, in June, you know, um, I finally had my ribbon cutting ceremony yesterday, and it was very successful. I loved it. Everybody there was just very supportive and so kind. You know, um, I had mentioned that I truly saw Corona as home, you know, my kids and I felt right at home, my boys love the school, and, um, you know, it's been very quiet here, so we love it, and everybody here is so helpful, it's just a very tight-knit community, and I love it, I love being part of the Chamber of Commerce, I love being, you know, I love helping small businesses out here, you know, because everybody's so kind, and I, I truly love it, so, um, as I had mentioned, it was a very, very like exciting event, you know, basically it's our, our cause is being put out there. We're spreading the awareness about the need for financial education, you know, and, um, I was glad to be able to share that with others and, you know, I'm happy that, you know, we are finally going to be able to contribute to, the community and I know this sounds a little bit far-fetched and you guys are thinking okay that's great but you know I strongly encourage you if you are feeling down you know and it's like once you're ready you know sometimes we feel that there's something in our lives that are missing whether we're moms or whether we're you know whether we're working moms stay-at-home moms single moms you know it's like there's always that one little aspect 
you know, I do work and, you know, even with my business, the one thing that I really love about it is it really is, you know, going to be a big contribution to the community because it's going to make an impact. It's powerful. It's going to change lives. So um, I'm very passionate about that because I know we're going to make a big difference. And it's funny because the theme this year for the the Corona Chamber of Commerce on my little coin, it says make a difference. And that's exactly what I would like to do. You know, and um, I have to say that, you know, when I finally went through my divorce, the one thing that really clicked to me was I wanted to be able to serve, you know, those that are going through or you know, are going through what I have gone through. And, um, you know, I've been blessed to be able to meet up with, you know, this lovely woman that actually works for United Way. And if you guys don't know what that is, that's actually, you know, an organization for um, domestic violence. I, you know, I totally love her and I see her passion and I cannot wait to, you know, be able to contribute a whole lot more. And, um, you know, when you find a purpose that basically is outside of your own needs, trust me, you know, it's very humbling and it really just, you know, lightens your heart and you just feel more compelled to help others out and you just forget about your problems. And, you know, it's like when you serve others, you know, of course, I believe in good karma, it will come right back around to you. So with that being said, it's like, you know, I'm just really excited for what's to come and there's more to come. And, you know, it's like I've had my share of distractions and my mind has been cloudy for the last few months. And it's like it seemed like no matter what I did, it was so hard to get out of my funk. I did not like it. It was tough, tough, you know, and um, I would sometimes find myself thinking I am never going to get out of this rut it is going to be like this forever you know or it's like no matter how hard I tried it just felt felt like it was just getting worse and worse and you know I never wanted to admit to it but the truth is you know I had to recognize it my last episode I talk about you know really feeling your emotions full force because you have to understand And I think my mistake was really trying to conceal my emotions, which was all bad. You know, you can't really heal if you don't understand. And little by little, I slowly did. And I can't say I fully understand what's going on now, but it's tough. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of shed some light on, you know, more of the narcissistic abuse. And it's like... Um, I wish I could give better examples, but the best examples I can give you guys are the ones that I'm living currently. And it, it's not the best. I don't really, you know, um, and I know this is kind of, how do I say this? This is a little bit strange because, you know, it's like I am telling my story. But... Sometimes I get a little bit, not shy, but I get, you know, just apprehensive about telling too much of my story, number one, you know, um, but then again, the cat's out of the bag already. So it, it, it doesn't really matter if I, if I let the cat out of the bag or if I expose anything, you know, it's like people know that I have a podcast, people you know, probably frown upon it and people are probably criticizing me for it. But, you know, the truth is, does it really matter? You know, I mean, I have a strong belief in what I believe in and I'm going to continue to, you know, um, work towards that cause. And, you know, I, I have to apologize to you guys because like my last few episodes, I feel as if they were, even though I had promised you guys raw, you know, um, material, I feel I felt as though I was being way too harsh and way too like candid. And um I I really should have a filter on like my my profanity and I really should learn how to control some of my emotions, but um you know, it's like if I seem to be negative and it it um kind of stopped 
being helpful, I do apologize because I want nothing more than to be able to help you guys all out and, you know, be a good example. And so if it seemed as if I was being a bit too negative, I do apologize. Um, I, I don't want to just make the excuse and say, well, you know, I was just being candid and being myself and it is what it is because truly I don't feel, I don't feel right doing that. You know, um, I want to be able to just spread some goodness and I want to be able to, you know, just be a positive influence to you guys. So with that being said, you know, I actually had another event this evening and, um, you know, I actually have another appointment with a very lovely lady from the Chamber of Commerce. Um, and I'm excited to meet with her tomorrow. And it's actually going to be very early in the morning. So um, I actually still have my makeup on right now. And I should be taking this off because it's a very bad habit to sleep with your makeup on. Well, not only that, I, you know, it's self-care. You know, self-care is very essential. But, um... Let me move on with my story. So, from what I learned, it doesn't really matter what is going to happen. Like, whether it be something good or, you know what I mean? There's always going to be a balance of things. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be upset. You're not going to be able to please everybody. And it's like you can't beat yourself up for that. As he, as cliche as that sounds it's like you truly cannot beat yourself up for it you cannot like let these people bring you down so I've learned that reactions are just gonna get you in a world of trouble you know or it's going to make matters worse and so when you get into these situations you have a choice of whether or not you're going to give in to these ordeals or are you going to just take a step back and just keep your peace. It's a hard, it's a hard fight. You know, it's like you never really know, you know, what's the best way to go. Like, do you say something? Because if you don't say anything, then they're going to think it's okay. Now, I'm going to talk about narcissists. You know, because that's what this podcast is about. But, you know, it's like after everything is said and done. God, this is such a <laughs> a, a crazy roller coaster ride. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm sorry for the, you know, my throat is still pretty, pretty rough. But um, anyways, as I had mentioned to you guys, even though I have, you know, I'm blessed with some good, you know, some good things that are happening. It's like things are still, things are still a bit, you know, on the, on the rocky side, like emotionally, because as I mentioned, you got to have that balance. And it's like, if you know that that's going to be there, then, you know, there's not really much There's not really much to, you know, worry about. You just, you just got to keep going. <laughs> if you know it's there, like, you know, it's kind of saying, okay, it's like, you know what? If I turn the corner, there's going to be a scary monster there. Now, instead of you, like, getting upset or stressing out about the scary monster, you know, let's just say, it, it, okay, like, that's that's like a horrible example but let's say you're on the Matterhorn in Disneyland since I'm a Disney fanatic okay if you've gone on that ride so many times you know that abominable snowman is right there you know it's like you can choose to either not be afraid of it and just keep going your merry little way and just be like cool it's over there or you can get scared and start screaming your face off <laughs> Well, you can just be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not even going to look. 
You know, it's like when you anticipate these things, it's a lot better. And that's honestly how I've been trying to look at things. I've been trying to just anticipate what's going to happen, you know, instead of being shocked. But, you know, it, it's still hard. I think it's easier said than done to do that. You know, I think the hardest thing in this journey, my friends, truly is trying to find that peace. It's trying to, you know, get out of that mentality and just, you know, get into a much better way of thinking. Like we can say, okay, this is what I want till we're blue in the face. But truly, until like we, you know, we're, we, we change our mentality. I'm sounding like repeating myself, but until we change that mentality, it's always going to be the same. So, you know, it's like before you set yourself up, like, you know, when you go out and like, when you go out into war, you have to make sure that you're ready for that battle, you know, because at the end of the day, you know where the battlefield's going to be, you know, um, now, I think that if you're still living with that individual, it makes it a little bit different. The battlefield could be like, you know, whenever you encounter them or if they choose to encounter you, whatever the case may be. But know where the battlefield is. And it's like if you're in the battlefield and you're living it 24-7, then that means changes need to be made. That means, you know, it's time to find... You know what I mean? It's time to find shelter so you can avoid any type of explosions. You know, you, you want to be able to dodge this because you, you know, you need to find a place to heal. Otherwise, it's like you'll never heal. And then it's like you'll just be this injured person that's going to be upset all the time and you know when you're upset you don't have a clear sense of you know of thinking and then it's like it's hard to get out of that you'll be in limbo and being in limbo is probably by far the worst thing that you could ever do to yourself because it's like your emotions are not straight and you're just upset with everything and everyone and you know it's like you isolate yourself so with that being said it's like you just what do you do? Somehow you got to find your way out of that situation. Somehow you got to make sure that you, you know, you find that strength within yourself to just get out. And, you know, even if it's for a little bit, you know, and you have to make a decision. But bottom line, you have to. You got to get out. Things are not going to get any better. So, so here's my story. Well, I had mentioned to you guys that my ex could possibly be incarcerated. Well, not incarcerated, I'm sorry, deported. Well, you know, if you guys have listened to any of my previous episodes, you'll know that I don't really have the best relationship with my um with my mom and my sister. In fact, it's like probably like one of the ugliest relationships that you could ever like encounter like it is just I don't really like to talk about it too much to others like in person because most of the time I get oh my gosh are you playing the victim syndrome like it sounds like that it sounds far-fetched it sounds as if I'm like you know, trying to get people to feel sorry for myself. And, you know, I don't want to do that. That is not me. Though, you know, they'll tell other people, oh, yeah, she's playing victim. You know, and so how do we go about not playing victim? We move on with our lives and, you know, we just ignore everybody. Like anyone that's going to offer us nonsense, we just ignore them because it's not worth it. So, okay, my relationship has not been, like, the greatest. Um, in fact, I 
if you guys listen to my previous episodes, Christmas time was the worst. You know, um, I'll just give you a recap on it. Basically, like, after I filed for divorce, like, my orders was my ex-husband was not to see my boys unless he was able to provide a clean hair follicle. Well, according to my mom and my sister, that's not the best approach because, you know, he needs to have a purpose to get clean. Okay. You know, it's like, I have to protect my children. And it's like, he's not getting his stuff together. So it's like, how is that my problem? Number one, it is not my job to make things easier for him. Number two, his drug problems are not my problem. Because, you know, in fairness, while we were still married, you know, I had told him, clean up. Well, his life, decided he decided to have his life, you know, spiral under, you know, out of control. So, once again... You know, it's like I begged, I pleaded for him to go into rehab. And he said he did not need to go to rehab. Therefore, you know, not my fault. Okay, so I don't want to sit here or put the, the blame game. But it's like, you know, either way, I am not, you know, it's like I'm not going to take the blame for somebody, you know, who decided to mess up his life and, you know, almost drag us down with it. You know, it's like my boys and I have gone through enough, especially my boys. So it's like, I have to protect them. They are my precious gems and I'm going to do that. You know, they're the only thing, especially now, I, I honestly feel that they are the only people that I have, you know, they're all I've got. You know, and they're my youngins and my babies, so I'm going to protect them. You know, and it's like, I know what's best for them, even though it's like some of my family members think that they know what's best for them and they have no idea what the heck, you know, my ex-husband is capable of. Well, that's one thing that I try to understand is it's like, dude, why? Like, why is it that, you know, we're sitting here going back and forth about this and, you know, it's funny because it's like, I have not talked to them from Christmas up until you know, Mother's Day, and it's like my mom made amends with me, and now all of a sudden, here we are back to square one. You know, she's upset because, like, my ex-husband might get deported. Dude, nobody told him to commit crimes. Nobody told him to not renew his, you know, his citizenship. So it's like, why are you so sad about it, you know? And it's like, later on, I found out that she had helped him with a car, and here I am, single mom, taking care of, you know, taking care of my two boys, and I am her blood child and she's helping this guy out. Okay, thank you so much. That makes me feel very good and, you know what I mean, confident to be around you. But then, here's the thing. I get, you know, I get grief for not, you know, for not being. So, I get grief for not, you know, showing up or coming around as much as they would like. And, you know, it makes absolutely no sense. You know, it's like some, you know, some people don't get it. And I'm trying to like wrap my finger around it. Like you're upset with me because I don't want to come around. But yet, you know, it's like you're pulling this, these shenanigans, you know. And it's like, well, little by little, slowly but surely, the older I get, things are starting to make sense. You know, I mean, they don't make sense. But, you know, it's like it makes sense of why these are. These things are occurring the way that they are. So, you know, here I am, like, just, you know, wondering what in the hell is going on, you know, because, you know, I'm supposed to be feeling safe with my, you know what I mean, with my mother and my sisters, my sister, because, like, they are supposed to have my back, but... You know, to be upfront, that has never really been the case. The way it's worked out is, well, you know, um, they believe that my children need to have their father in their life. Never mind the fact that he's been on drugs and he's very dangerous right now because he's gotten into a lot of trouble. Never mind all that. You know, it's like he's their father and they need him in their life. 
you know, and they think that if he sees his kids, then, you know what I mean, it's like, it's going to be like that Rip Van Winkle, like, spell that's going to be broken. Um, no. Not really, you know. So, they think that, I don't know, whether it be the Beauty and the Beast thing, I have no idea what they're what their ideas are with this, but, you know, it's not really realistic, and it's absurd, you know, and for me, you know, it's like, like I had mentioned, it is not my job to make things easy for him, you know, am I gonna go out of my way and be like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and let my boys, like, you know, be around you, um, even though I don't, don't think that you're 100% clean, That wouldn't be right, and that wouldn't be fair for my boys. So, once again, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I just want you guys to know I'm standing my ground on this. So, anyways, um, things got pretty heated last Christmas, and, you know, when we finally meet up, you know, my mom had said, yeah, you know, I feel bad because, you know, X, Y, Z, like... You have to understand where I'm coming from. And, you know, after a while, it made sense why they made up with me. I don't believe that they made up with me because they truly wanted to make up, you know, make up with me. I feel that they made up with me basically, you know, um, to, to get me to bring my guard down. You know, it's hard to really, like, trust these people after this. And so when I went over to my mom's... Um, and I'll be honest, when I recorded, I recorded, um, I recorded an episode shortly after I returned for my mom's and I decided that I wasn't going to publish it because it was very candid as far as, you know, what I thought. The word, the choice of words that I used were not really the best. Um, let's just say that I had a lot of emphasis on certain things and certain words so I didn't want to you know I I honestly did not want to you know bring that up so I was like you know what let me just sleep on it and just get through the day the last few days and you know here I am, I'm recording it again, and it's more of a G or PG version of it. But, you know, I went over there, it was, um, it was actually, like, my aunt's birthday, my nephew's birthday, and my stepdad's birthday. And so, anyhow, it was very awkward being there you know I mean thankfully my cousin was there but you know it's like it honestly felt like I wasn't really wanted there you know I'm, I was, I'm not trying to sit here and play like the victim but it truly felt like I was not wanted there um you know I would try to talk to my sister and it was just really short and then it's just like my mom on the other hand was throwing insults at me left and right you know and maybe that's just how they roll but you know which in fairness it's like they've always been very insulting like that you know they think it's funny and you know what I mean it's like I'll be honest after being out of that environment for me I think it's very unacceptable I don't think it's funny I don't think it's cute you know, in fact, it, it it's just, it's very abusive, you know, and it's like bullying. So, I finally just like, you know, I remember texting Philip and I was telling him, you know, I wish I could just go home tonight because I literally felt bullied, you know, and it's like if I ever told my sister and mom that, they would be like, oh my God, get over it. You are so sensitive, you know, but it's like when I do certain things and I it has nothing to do with them, they take it so personal. So, you know, I'm going to just leave you guys with this conclusion that I made. Basically, there's no need in me trying to understand that because at the end of the day, 
you know, the harsh ug and ugly truth is my mom and my sister and my ex-husband, they're all narcissists. And, you know, it is so hard to just say that. You know, it's hard to admit that because when you're, like, pointing out a narcissist, it's like they're... You know, when they when they start doing this smear campaign on you, they start saying stuff like, oh, my God, like, dude, you just want to play victim. So, you know, I'll be honest, I learned to not say anything like when I say, oh, my God, I think you guys are picking on me. There's no point in me defending myself. I don't like to really wear my emotions on my sleeve anymore because it gets ugly anyways. And I hope you guys like can just excuse the sounds in the background. I'm actually just brushing my hair and. You know, taking off my makeup and everything. And, you know, this is that time that I really like to take care of myself. So when I when I do go to bed, it's going to be very pleasant. Well, I have my children sleeping in my bed tonight. Because, you know, um, as I mentioned, my ex is incarcerated. And, you know, it's like... My um, sister's children are at my mom's house right now. So my oldest was very upset today because he said that my nephew was like giving him such a hard time about writing his dad a letter. I understand that, you know, it's like there's that possibility of deportation. So, you know, they're, you know, I had told my, uh, my son, like later on, I get it. You don't want to. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to write your dad, but, you know, you don't want to live with that regret, hypothetically speaking. So it's up to you if you want to do it, you know, and it's up to you if you don't want to do it. But I, I'm just letting you know that there's that possibility that if he does get deported, you won't know where he's going to go. So, you know, it's up to you. Um, I don't want to be that typical Asian mom that's going to be forcing him saying, well, you have to do it, you know. Um, you're going to regret it or whatever the case may be. But, you know, um, I'm just letting him know that there's that option there. And then he can make the choice for himself. So, you know, it's like, it's it's a tough decision to make. But, you know, I, I have to respect my kids' decisions. And I told them, too, that, you know, if they decided to see their dad, you know, then just let me know. And I can make that happen. And, you know, it's, it's just a really rough thing because I know that it's so hard for them. You know, they have all these mixed emotions and, you know, it's based off of the things that they've seen, you know, the things that they've seen him do. So I honestly... I don't blame them. You know, it's like if I was in their their situation, you know, I would not be you know, a happy camper myself. And I I would probably want people to, you know, to back off. And it's like the problem is, you know, narcissists, they don't respect boundaries, and that's where it is. You know, so um, when I um, spoke with my son, he was, you know, he was acting a little bit strange. I ended up scolding him because he was just being a little bit difficult, didn't want to help out with groceries. So it's like, you know, I had to kind of put him in his place. And so, you know, I had asked him, what is it really that's going on with you? And he broke down and told me. You know, he said that he didn't like the fact that he was being told to do this by his own cousins and they were giving him such a hard time and being mean about it. And he was hysterical, you know. And I'm just like, oh my God, you know. It's like I literally cradled him for, you know, a good hour and a half. And it's like, you know, I know that they mess with him because they know that he's very sensitive. And he reacts. So it's like, what do you do in these situations? So here... This is the biggest challenge. A lot of us would like to react to this, right? We would like to say, you know, give these jerks a call and be like, you know what, leave my son alone and be that hero, right? But here's the thing. You do that, you gave them a reaction. 
that's what they want. You know, they want the reaction. They want, you know, they want you to get upset and they know that they got to you. So they're going to continue to do it. So what's the best thing to do in this case? You know what? Just continue on and leave it alone. So I gave my son a demonstration. I said, look, I, you know, I told him, I was like, okay, I'm going to slap you, but not, you know, I'm going to tap you on the, on the cheek. I said, if I was doing this all the time, I was like, wouldn't you anticipate that I'm going to do that? You know, I said, and I had asked them, I said, you know, does your grandma give you a hard time most of the time? And they said that it's almost like, you know, like the drama is almost custom. It's, you know what I mean? It's already like tradition, if you will. Which, you know, that's very sad, unfortunately. But it is what it is. They recognize that. So I was like telling them maybe, you know what I mean? I said, you need to grow thicker skin. Like, if you know this is going to happen, it's going to make you strong. Every time you, you know, you avoid it, it makes you stronger. Not run away from your problems per se, but it's like you have, I let my son know, you have a choice, you know, to choose what you're going to, you have a choice on what you're going to, what you're going to be dealing with that day. And I need to remind myself this every day as well. So, you know, it's like, as angry as I was, I wanted to react and I wanted to say something to them and I wanted to tell them to mind their own business. But, you know, the truth is they're just going to keep on doing it because they know exactly, they know exactly what they're doing. You know, this is, this is all part of the plan. Just like, you know, Sergeant Agent Oso it's all part of the plan. They know. They know what's up. They're not stupid, you know. So with that being said, it's like, okay, you know, I just told them. Let's just move on. we got to be strong and just leave it as is. There's no point because you're going to escalate it and, yeah. So when dealing with narcissists, the best thing to do, honestly, is to just ignore. Ignore. Move on with your life. And it makes them absolutely crazy, you know. Um, eventually they're going to run out of options and it's like, you know, if there's anybody that's within their reach, that's, you know, in your circle of friends, that's going to partake in the smear campaign, then you know what? They're just as insane as that narcissist. Anybody that partakes in that narcissist's campaign, you better just steer clear. And I know that it hurts, but trust me, your life will be so much more peaceful you know, I think that when you are in any type of relationship, whether it be like that's your parent or your sibling or it's an ex-spouse or a spouse, whatever the case may be, or even a friend, dealing with narcissists, uh, it's very draining and, you know, it's like you will never have peace in your life when you, when you have these people in your life. So you have to choose. It's either them or it's you. And, you know, eventually you're going to have to choose yourself. If you have children, you're going to have to choose yourself because you got to break that cycle. Because you're teaching your children that it's okay to deal with this nonsense and this abuse. And am I overreacting when I say abuse? Nope, I'm not. And, you know, many people will tell you that, oh my God. You are so dramatic. No, you're not being dramatic. Anything that compromises your safety or your peace of mind, yeah, they got to go. They got to go and you got to get rid of them. And, you know, it's not serving you. You know, when you talk about the art of tidying up with Marie Kondo, you know, it's like... That goes with people too. If it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Or at least have your boundaries if it's hard to get rid of that person because, you know. But if it's very toxic, it's time to get rid of those people. Because they no longer serve you and you just need to be 
you know, if it's interfering with you being happy or laughing or, you know, just being you, then I will be 100% honest with you. It's no longer serving you. And please ask yourself, you know, it's like if you're still willing to keep these people in your life, you know, it's like, I know this is probably a harsh way to put it, but the next time they hurt you, I want you to think about, well, you know what I mean? It's like, what exactly is it that they're doing at this point to benefit your life? And, you know, if you think that that's a selfish, I can't talk, a selfish question to ask, well, no, it's not. It's not selfish at all. It's basically you, you know, putting yourself first. And you have to be good. No matter what anybody says. If they say, oh, it's always about you. And it should be. I'm not saying go full-blown ham sandwich on like being, you know, conceited or just being self-centered. But, you know, when it comes down to your peace, you know how that is. It's like you really have to put yourself as a priority. Nobody that cares about you should ever put you in a situation where you're going to be feeling very uncomfortable and very awkward. Because if they care about you, they won't put you in that situation. And believe me, it's hard for me because sometimes it's like it's even my own family members. You know, it's hard to grasp that, you know, they're not looking out for my best interest. You know, so, you know, just continue to do what you're doing. And... (sighs) I'm here with you guys. It's not an easy journey. And, you know, I'll be honest, a lot of good things have, you know, are and have been, you know, happening for the last few days. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be distracted over nonsense. You know, um, honestly, if you show great, if you show gratitude towards everything else, more blessings will come. You know, and I'm going to tell you guys what I'm grateful for, you know, even though I have a mom and a sibling that are not, that's not very, well, not very, but not at all, you know, um, supportive. I'm blessed because I have my two loving boys near me, with me, supporting me, believing in me. And loving me. I'm blessed because I have good friends on my side who are practically family. I'm blessed because I have a good boyfriend. I'm blessed because I have a good job. You know, just recognize the things to be happy about. Because you don't want that to go to waste and, you know, have that taken away from you. I learned that when I'm at peace, good things happen. Um, It's hard to not be anxious, though. I'll be honest. (laughs) It truly is. But we have to try our best. very interesting my right eye is actually twitching right now which probably means it's time for me to sleep but i'll touch base with you guys possibly tomorrow as i mentioned things could be going perfectly well things could be you know but we'll get through it together. You know, no matter how good things are, you know, um, 
you're always going to have unexpected events happen and you just have to be ready for them and when those happen my only advice to you is to be strong hold on tight to your dear ones that are supportive towards you hold on tight to your children you know and continue to protect them and stand your grounds protect your peace that's all you can really do and it's you know this is the time that you're going to go out into the battlefield so it's like just really you know be prepared for that well thank you my friends and you know i hope to continue to influence you guys in such a good way we're going to get through this together it's going to be great i promise you guys so please take care and you know for those of you that want to reach out or you know let me know if you want to do a Q&A please email me at still i rise one word dot cherry go lightly c h e r r y g o l i g h t l y at gmail.com and you know i'll be more than happy you know to answer any questions do a Q&A on Instagram um, I'm still considering whether or not I'm going to do a YouTube channel um, only because, you know, number one, I'm probably, well, you know, I, I'm not sure if I want to, uh, you know, have that proof out there and, you know, put my face out there yet, even though um, that and um, I'm camera shy. <laughs> But okay, my friends, you know, we'll get through this together. Reach out, please. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great night. Bye.